1: I'm on your touch. Grateful for a wonderful opportunity to come before you to hear your word, Lord. We pray that this afternoon you give us of your Spirit to minister to us, and Lord, give us a heart that is fertile to receive your word. We thank you, Lord. We thank the Holy Spirit for your presence with us in Jesus' name.
0: Come
1: on, put your hands together for the Lord. And you may see seated. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, we want to continue our message on... Faithfulness. Faithfulness. We've been talking about faithfulness for some weeks now. And we are saying that faithfulness is a very important characteristic. Or loyalty is a very important characteristic that every Christian ought to have. Let us read our foundational scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter four and verse two, 1 Corinthians chapter four and verse two. Why don't we read it together? All of, do we, can we have 1 Corinthians chapter four and verse two? Let us all read it together. One, two, three, go. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. 1 Corinthians 4.2 Wonderful. Let us read it again. 1, 2, 3, go. 1 Corinthians 4.2 Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. 1 Corinthians 4.2 Hallelujah. It is required in stewards It is required in the servants of God that you be found faithful. Amen. That you be found faithful. Hallelujah. God expects his servants to be faithful. And we see these days that faithfulness is becoming even popular in the world. Hallelujah. Every organization looks for faithfulness or loyalty. Amen. Even the, um, the president was looking for faithfulness or loyalty from the FBI director. Amen. Hallelujah. So loyalty is a very important thing. In the world companies are looking for loyalty. Companies and employers are rewarding people for their loyalty. If you stick with a company for a long time and you are buying from them for a long time, they give you a loyalty card. Loyalty benefits. Recently, they gave um, a certificate. After you have been on a job for a while, they gave you a certificate. Some people get 20 years loyalty, 15 years loyalty. Do you understand? And there are benefits. They give you benefits because you are loyal. Because you have been loyal with a company, they give you benefits. Some of you you have loyalty flights and all kinds of things. Isn't that so? Yes. That is honored that when you are going to board an airplane, they reward your loyalty because you always fly with them. Isn't that so? Yeah, they treat you with preference. They give you special treatment. They put a small piece of carpet. Like two feet for you to walk on to board a plane because you are loyal. And somebody stands and greets you. Other people are walking on bare tiles. And you, they give you small piece of carpet like this. No long, very short. Just walk on it to board a plane. Whatever that means, it's their way of saying thank you for your loyalty. Sometimes they give you free water to drink for your loyalty. So loyalty is very important. Every organization looks for loyalty. Now God looks for loyalty amongst his servants. God looks for loyalty amongst his children also. Hallelujah. Faithfulness or loyalty is a very important entity. Amen. And it is paramount in the church. Faithfulness is very important in the church. That is why God says it is required before you make your mind to serve God, before you become a steward, one of the basic requirements is that you are faithful. Thank you. That you be found with faithfulness. Oh. Amen. Oh. Faithfulness. Now, you realize that nobody is born to be unfaithful. No one is born to be unfaithful. But we do realize that people do become unfaithful. People join churches with joy and with happiness and with gladness. And with time, they become unfaithful. And we have realized that when we look in the scriptures, people go through certain stages when they, become, when they are on their way to become, becoming unfaithful or disloyal. And that is what we are studying that we will avoid that. Amen. That we will remain faithful. Hallelujah. He says it is required. He moreover it is required in stewards. That a man be found faithful. Hallelujah. And we have been going through some of the stages. I think we went through the first stage. The independent spirit. We say that when a person is on his way to become disloyal or unfaithful he or she goes through the stage of independence. Wow. He becomes independent. When you find yourself becoming independent, you disregard rules of the organization. You don't care about the rules. You don't care about the organization's schedules, what all the people are doing. You do different things. When you find yourself doing that, no matter how you see things, no matter how it comes to you, once you find yourself doing things different from the group, meanwhile, you are still in the group, that is an independent spirit. It's an evil spirit. It's a demon. Do you understand? Yes. So whenever you find yourself, like the church decides that we are going to have a one-week fast. Next month, we are going to have a one-week fast. You say, oh, I did my fasting last month. One week fasting. So the church can go ahead and do their fasting. As for me, I did my oh I don't fast in June or July. I'll do my fasting in August. You see, when you find yourself doing that, you realize that there's a spirit that has entered into you. And that is what we are learning. And we shared so much about the independent spirit, and I encourage all of you to listen to that message. Hallelujah. We are sheep. And sheep, they follow the shepherd. We are sheep. Amen. It is only the creatures that don't follow a shepherd or are not led by a shepherd, they are different. Their behavior is different. Snakes don't have a leader that they follow. Do you understand? The first day they are born and they hatch, they come out, they are on their own. Do you understand? You will never see a, 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 a snake shepherd I'm not sure if they have snake shepherds, that is leading even if you have pets you will never find someone with his snake pets and they are all following him and he is taking them somewhere have you seen that before do you understand what I am sharing with you you will not find that so you are not a snake are you a snake no you are, you are a sheep Say, I'm a sheep. You see, you are angry. You, see, you came to church, look at the scripture in Psalm 95. Psalm 95. Psalm 95. Before you go and say, when we went to the church, the pastor is calling us sheep. You see, if you are, if you are not a the sheep, then you can't even recite Psalm 23. Do you understand? Then Psalm 23 is not something that you have to. Look at Psalm, Psalm, 95, Psalm 95. And verse 6. Psalm 95 verse 6. He says, oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Verse 7, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice. You are the sheep. Amen. Amen. So it's not me that is branding, I'm a sheep also. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm a sheep. Amen? So if you fall out of this brand, if you fall out of this category, you are become an independent spirit. Amen. Sheep always have someone who takes care of them. When the sheep does not have a shepherd, he is a prey to the wolves and all other kinds of things. Thieves can steal them. Cars can knock them. Amen. But when there's a shepherd, In the midst of traffic, the shepherd will stop the traffic so that the sheep will cross safely. Amen. Amen. So it is a good thing to have the spirit of a sheep and not an independent spirit. Now the second stage that I want us to talk about is the offense stage. The offense stage. When people are on their way to becoming disloyal or unfaithful, There is a stage of offense that they go through. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 10. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 10. It says, And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another hallelujah Amen. now when you look in this scripture you can see the seriousness of offense yeah. you can really see that offense is a very serious thing that we belittle we take it lightly it says and then shall many be offended it says many shall be offended not a few Many people shall be offended. In the church, many people shall be offended. Hallelujah. It means a large number of us will be offended. What does many mean? Plenty. A lot. Does it mean few? It's numerable. Large number of people. A lot of people will be offended. Hallelujah. It means that you have a potential to be offended. It means that the likelihood that you will be offended is very high. It says many shall be offended. Many people shall be offended. Hallelujah. That means that the people who are offended in the church, they are more than the people who are not offended. What a shock. It is a very serious thing. That means offense is like an epidemic. You know, anything that affects so many people is like an epidemic. You can be offended and that can affect this person and that can, it can go on. It's a serious thing. Hallelujah. Many shall be offended. Many shall be offended. Many people, not a few. Not a few. Hallelujah. And then he says that Look at another effect, uh, effect of offense. It says, "And shall betray one another, and shall betray one another." Wow, offense is a very serious thing. That when people are offended, they betray one another. When people are offended, they give up one, they give away one another. They betray one another. They betray their secrets. Amen now that tells me that tells me that the person that is offended you see you cannot betray me if i don't have a relationship with you you cannot betray me if i don't you don't have anything to that you hold that can betray me do you understand you can only betray me if you have some secrets about me is somebody understanding what i'm sharing with you now it means that the person that can betray you is the person that is very close to you someone that is very close to you that knows something about you that a whole lot of other people do not know if somebody understand what i'm sharing with you you see one one relationship that people betray one another commonly is marriage in marriage Husband and wife, when they are offended, they betray one another. They betray one another. They are secret the things that they have confided in each other. You see, when they are offended, they betray one another. You say, why have you left your husband? I can't stand his snoring. He he snores like a horse." You see, you see. you are offended and you are not healed you see you have left your you have left your marriage home and you have come to your mother's home and then they will ask you they say why did you come and you have to justify why you have come you say I can't stand his snoring he snores too much amen you see, and then the husband also justifies. You see, you have to justify why the marriage is the way it is. And then, you say he smells. He doesn't take a bath. He doesn't bath. You see, offense is a very dangerous thing. When you are offended, the Bible says the next thing that follows is that you betray one another. You betray one another. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It says, and then shall many be offended and they shall betray one another. That means that you will. The next thing about following offense is betrayal. Amen. Amen. One classic example that we have in the Bible about betrayal is Judas. Judas. Now you realize that you see, Judas did not just become someone who would just betray. He must have gone through some offense. Amen. Judas, by the way, was a, was a very he was among the people. He was highly educated. Do you understand? Judas was highly educated. Amen. Judas was the only keryoite. Amongst them. Amen. You see, there may be several things that may have caused Judas to be offended. He was the treasurer. Amen. Judas was the treasurer and he may have felt that Jesus trusted him very much. Do you understand? Jesus, If Jesus trusted him with the finances of the ministry, then it means that he he must have assured himself that Jesus trusted him a lot. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? And so he must have felt that he deserves some leadership position. Do you understand? He deserves some leadership position that he ought to if they were calling, they, they were selecting leaders, he ought to be selected. If Jesus was looking to position people in certain places, he ought to be considered. So when Jesus chose Peter to be the foundation of the church and to be the rock upon which he will build his church, he must have been offended. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh. He must have felt that I'm highly educated. I'm more educated. You see, he was born, Judas was, uh, was the only child of his parents. Wow. And he was born to a family of Sadducees, you know. And um, he when. John the Baptist ministry came up. He was interested in John the Baptist's ministry. Wow. And so, I think his, um, the Sadducees' family they disowned him. They were very much interested in wow. that. So he came from a home where he had education. Wow. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He had education, and so he saw himself also as someone in some position, or someone who deserves certain position. He considered himself as you know, someone who better than these fishermen who don't know anything. He could do finances very well. So he would expect that if Jesus was choosing someone then it should be him. Amen. But he saw that Jesus was always taking John and Peter along. And never taking him. Never calling him amen he may have been offended when he heard about the transfiguration that there was this glorious moment and he was not there illiterates are being selected to experience things like this and he was not chosen is somebody understanding what i'm sharing with you so he must have been offended by these things Or when Jesus said that, Peter, you are the rock upon which I will build my church. He says, what does he know? (laughs) Hallelujah. You know, sometimes people get offended when certain people are chosen for certain positions in the church. Instead of them. Amen. People get offended when others are chosen. And you see, when you don't understand spiritual things, when you don't understand spiritual you fight these things. You fight this things, and you say but I mean we are older than him we are older than him we are older than them do you understand we have been we were here before amen you know there was a there was a time in season where an eight-year old was ruling Israel eight-year old Josiah was eight years old amen <laughs> imagine eight-year old is your king And you have to bring him, be his armor bearer, serve him. I don't know about, you know, if they will allow him to marry and things like that. Amen. So we know that Judas was not a happy person. Hallelujah. Judas was not a happy person. He wasn't happy when a precious box of ointment was broken and to wipe Jesus' feet or to anoint his feet. He wasn't happy about that. For, I mean, he may have considered that he was even more educated than Jesus. So why should he be the leader anyway? And so he said, It's not fair. If we want fairness, then we should have sold it and then ministered to the poor. But none of us should have it. Amen. somebody understand what i'm sharing this afternoon so judas had issues he had things that he was offended about why should Jesus be treated this special why should he be treated like this sometimes people get offended from these things in the church why should he why should we give him a special parking spot like they're trying to honor the pastor small with a parking spot and then what I have come and I come back here, and the pastor is not here, and you are said. You see, you can get offended like that. You see, there's so many things that can offend you in the church. You will not be offended at the job if the manager, the CEO, has a parking spot, but the pastor is higher than the CEO. <laughs> I say in the church, there is a spirit yeah. that will make you offended at anything. That's right. Have you ever been offended that the president of your job has a reserve parking? Even when he's on vacation, nobody can park there. Perry, have you seen anyone complaining before? No. You can't, you can't be but you see, if we were to have binoculars like the one that God has and were to look in your heart. We you will see that a lot of you have been offended that certain parking spot was reserved for somebody. Richard. Is Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you. But you see, you will not be offended in the world when there's a similar situation. Amen. Why should somebody carry his bag? You see, I can carry my own bag. I always I want to carry my own bag. But that is somebody's way of, he says, I want to honor you. Yeah. Do you understand? And why this little bag, he can't carry it every time somebody has to carry it for him. You see, you'll be offended. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I can carry my bag. Oh, yes. Can I not carry my bag? Oh, yes. Have I not always, Where is have I not always said to you that I will carry my bag? Yes. But you can be offended oh, yes. from that. Oh, yes. So, several things can offend you in the church. Yes. Amen. Many things may have offended Judas. Hallelujah. Sometimes people are not happy when the pastor is served with water. It is hot. We are all tired. We have sat here for a while. And you alone, they're bringing you juice and water. And you have selection also. And you, and you, and you are not happy. Amen. And you are not happy about that. Sometimes people are offended when they say, oh, we are cutting the cake, and then we want the pastor's wife to come and help. Why should he be? All the time is the pastor's wife. All the time is the pastor's wife. <laughs> and you are offended. Amen. Are we not all women? Amen. Why should, why, should the pastor's, why, why should the pastor's wife sit in the front? Is she a pastor? Why should she sit in why, is, why are you sitting by your husband why are you sitting why can't my wife also sit by me why are you offended huh? if you want to move her to the back then I also move to the back shame on you tell your neighbor shame on you some people are offended already Irene, do you believe that some people are offended already? (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. So many things may have offended Judas. You know? The other thing that could have caused Judas to be offended was the fact that all the others were different. He was the only one who was a kyrotite. He was the only one from Judea. The only one. And born to that kind of family. Do you understand? And so he found himself different from the others. Sometimes you get offended when you happen to be the different one amongst the lot. He was from a well-to-do family, Judas. When you go home, read about Judas. Judas was from a well-to-do family. The rest, they were fishermen, and so so he he saw himself in a certain way that when they didn't treat him like that, he must have been offended. Amen. You know, a lot of people are offended in the church, but you will not know. Do you understand? A lot of people are offended. A lot. A lot. So when you are the old one amongst the lot, you can easily be offended. Yes. Sometimes they speak a certain language around you that you don't understand. And you can be offended. True or not true? You see, that is one of the reasons why I do not speak vernacular. I do not speak local dialect with people and I try to speak English as a pastor and it's encouraged we are not we are called an international church it's not a church of Ghanaians or a church of Nigerians or a church of Jamaicans amen it's an international church it's not a church of Puerto Ricans or Dominicans Amen. And so, personally, I don't speak vernacular. Sometimes people try to force you to. (laughs) You'll be amazed, all kinds of language that I speak. Amen. Now, some of the other things that can offend you in the church is when no one has called or visited you. For a while, you have been absent for about three weeks and no one has called you. No one has visited you. You can be offended from that. Look, I am teaching you things that will make you go through an offense stage. And you may not be conscious of it, but once you know it, this message that I'm sharing with you, the enemy is not happy about that. When no one visits you, you'll be offended. You were sick and no one visited you you'll be offended. Amen. You, you, you didn't come to church and no one seemed to have noticed. You have not been here for about three weeks or a month and then you come and it's like normal to everyone. No one said anything to you. Because sometimes people intentionally stay away so they'll be missed. Do you understand? So that when they come, oh, where have you been? We miss you. What happened to you? It's been a long time. And if you don't do that, they get offended. You see, college students, when you come from school and people don't look like they miss you, and it's like, ah, but why? (laughs) Nothing. You see, you may not notice, but some of these things can make you offended. Amen. Amen. You had a funeral and few people came from the church. Not many people came. Your birthday, only your birthday, a lot of people didn't call you. How many of you have been offended like that? You realize that you call everyone, but on your birthday, only the pastor or only three, four people called you. And the pastor didn't call you. Hey! Or you came to church and you didn't like how the usher instructed you sit here. No, get up. Come and sit here. You know, like, you, 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 you feel like you, you are old enough to sit where you want. And you can be offended from that. Amen. So when people are offended, the next thing they do is they betray. They betray. When people are offended, they leave the church. They leave the church and then they betray the church. They hate the church. People leave. If you live with offense... And you are not healed. You hate the church. It's the scripture. It says, "And then shall many be offended. Many people will be offended. Many people will betray, and many people will hate the church. People that you have labored for, people that you have prayed for, people that you have visited. Listen, the people that betray—they are not people that just came today and they left." They are people that have come close. Close enough. enough. Mm, Those are the ones that betray. Amen. Amen. Those are the people who betray. So people that you have labored for, people that you have visited, prayed for, people that you have gone on your knees to pray for, people people that you have counseled for hours, people that you have cried with, When they were in need, they are the ones that betray you. They are the ones that get to a stage in life that they betray you. People that you your heart went out to to do things for. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Beware of these things. It says, and then shall many be offended. Many people will be offended. Many people will betray. Many people will hate people that you have sacrificed for when they see you they don't even want to come near to greet you. They, 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 to, they will avoid you because of offense. Hallelujah. The next thing that comes with offense is hatred. So people who leave the church because of offense they become enemies of the church. They don't say good things about the church amen people who are offended and leave the church they highlight the problems of the church Amen. amen so you can see that offense is a very dangerous thing very destructive thing to the church yet so many people are overtaken by offense according to the scripture so many people they are overtaken by the offense and the biggest of the enemies upon is offense If the enemy wants to get you out of the house of God, it will come through offense. Hallelujah. That is why no matter what the cause is, no matter how the offense comes, you must heal. You must heal. Tell your neighbor, you must heal. You must 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 overcome it. it. Hallelujah. If you are in the church, let me tell you, you will definitely be offended. If you are in the church, you will definitely be offended. The only church where you will not be offended is a church that belongs to angels. Only angels attend the church. But as long as you are in the church of God, where there are people, you will be offended. Amen. You see, at your workplace, even at your workplace, you are offended. At your workplace, you are offended. But at your workplace, the people that are working there are people who have been screened. They have checked their backgrounds. They have they have reviewed their resumes. They have gone through their references and they have called their references. They have checked drug screening. Did we check drug toxicology when you joined the church? Did we take your urine to make sure that you are not on drugs? Nobody checked your drug. Did we take your resume to investigate which, what's your background? What have you done before? What is your lifestyle? Did we check that? Did we go on Facebook to analyze you before we allowed you to? You see, the church is a place where we welcome sinners. Sinners who have received Christ and have received forgiveness. And they are perfecting or they are renewing their minds. Amen. Amen. This is the kind of group that you happen to be in. And so in this group, I can assure you that you'll be offended. They are not perfect. If in a place where they have selected people, even they have gone to college, but they select the best of the best to come to work, and even in this environment you are offended, then I can guarantee you that... Church, you'll be offended. Hallelujah. You'll be offended in the church. And the key to survival is to learn to heal from every offense that you experience. Hallelujah. That is the key to survival. The key to survival. Amen. Because if you have a wound that is not healed, if you have a wound on your body that does not heal, it disturbs the body. If you have a wound that is not healing, it disturbs the body. And if the wound cannot heal, what is going to happen is that it has to be cut off. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? If you have a liver that is sick and it's not healing, it has to be removed. If you have a toe that has a wound and it's not healing, and it's not healing, if it does not be removed, if it's not amputated, it will toxify the whole of the body and it will make the whole of the body sick. Offense is a very serious issue. It can make the whole of the church sick. When one person is offended, it can affect so many people. Amen. It's a spirit. I say it is a spirit. That is why when we see someone who is offended, you have to do all you can to help the person heal. But don't also put in oxygen in the fire and say, hey, they did this to you. This is what they have been doing in the church. They are always like that. It will come back and hurt you. I have, I have seen in the course of time as a pastor that when someone is offended and there's a people that surround him, the same spirit will fall upon the people. The same spirit. When people have a, deep, a certain spirit, like you go to a meeting, look, if you see someone who is sleeping in a meeting, don't be around the person. I'm telling you. It will affect you. The spirit will come upon you. You will go to the meeting and then you take the position of the person. And now it's your turn to always sleep in the meeting. Not, not that you are sleepy but you want to sleep to show that you are independent. What you are saying, I know all of them. I don't need all of this. I'm sharing something very, very important with you. You see, people who are offended, they will not leave also. They will affect others. Amen. But when you are offended, when you are, your toe is infected, and it doesn't heal, the next thing that has to happen is that it has to be amputated. Amen. It has to be amputated. And if you are in a church and you are offended and you don't heal, the enemy will amputate you. Oh yes. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 30, it says, for we are members of his body. We as a church, we are members of his body, of his flesh and of his bones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are members together. If the toe is infected and it doesn't heal, it affects the rest of us. The next thing is it has to be amputated. And I tell you, anything that is offended, anything that is amputated, it doesn't heal and it gets amputated. It can never be attached to another body. That means if you leave one church out of offense, you ought to heal. You have to heal. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you. You ought to heal and understand that the offense you are coming to meet it again. Oh yes, oh yes. You ought to heal. If you are removed as a result of offense, you cannot be implanted in another body. The key to continuing in any kind of relationship is forgiveness. It's forgiveness. It's forgiveness. it's forgiveness. Husband and wife. The key to continue in the relationship is forgiveness. You see, when you go to a classroom, you find a nice, Jennifer says, blackboard. Isn't a blackboard? But here sometimes it's a whiteboard. So you find a nice board. Anytime you enter the first time in a classroom, you will not, if this is the first day in your class, you will not find a whole lot of things written on a board. Is that what you are going to see? They have dy, dx, x equals x cubed plus this. You have all of this written plus American history plus um, sociology plus psychology all written on a board. Is that what you are going to see? You will not see that. You will find a very clean board. Ready to begin the day. Amen. Now, when you sit in that class. You will realize now the board is clean for you to study from. And whatever they write on the board makes sense to you. Whatever they write now, because it's clean, it makes sense to you. And at the end of the day, they have to wipe it again. They have to clean it again so that the next day, the teaching will make sense to you. That is how forgiveness is. Amen. That is how forgiveness is. If you are going to record all of the offense on the board. All of the offense. You see, there are some women, they have files. Files that they keep their offense. And they are they have filed them. They have filed them. And they remember when the firstborn was born. The firstborn. And you were supposed to get the crib at this store. And you didn't get it. And you got it here. That is recorded. You see. And Mother's Day, you forgot... In 2005, you forgot Mother's Day is written. written. And the birthday, you promise that you'll never forget the birthday you forgot. Anniversary, you forgot. It, all of that is written. And they are filed. You see, when the board is like that, when you record them like that, and you are recording like that, the next day when you come again, there is so much confusion. What they are teaching, is, Does it doesn't make sense. So their marriage is full of confusion. Nothing makes sense. But when you wipe it, again, at the end of the day, you say, let us wipe it. Let us wipe everything. And let us begin a new day. You see that you are seeing things now in a different perspective. You are seeing things now in a different way. And you are understanding. And things are making sense to you. And the relationship goes on. The relationship goes on. If you are not healed, you cannot continue in any relationship. If you are not forgiven, if you don't have the spirit of forgiveness, you cannot heal. Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 8 and verse 35. It says, And the servant abided not in the house forever, but the son abided ever. The son abided ever. Hallelujah. The servant abided not in the house forever. Hallelujah. It is servants who come and they go. Servants who do not heal. It is servants who get offended and they are ready to pack and they go. But when you are a son or when you are a daughter, you do not leave the home. You see, when children are growing up, they fight. They misunderstand each other. They fight each other, but they do not leave the home. They do not leave the home. There is a father and there is a mother that sits them down and says, yes, this is what you did to this one. This is what you did to this one. This one, apologize to this one. You two apologize. Now shake hands, hug. Now go and play. And then they go and play. Do you understand? Now, when you are an adult, when you are married, there is no such father that comes to sit you down and say this but there is God who overlooks the marriage he says he takes every he says his eyes are on every detail of the marriage every detail of the marriage and so you have to allow him you have to allow his word to heal you, to bring you together, and to sit you down, and to, call, and to talk to you, and to put you together again. And then he says, shake hands, hug, kiss, and now go and start it again. That is how you grow up in a relationship. And it is his word. It's the word of God. Hallelujah. And he says, unless we forgive, unless we forgive, even the Father cannot also forgive us. Very very important forgiveness. Anyone with the ability to forgive has ability to keep a relationship. Amen. 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 When you have ability to forgive, you also have ability to continue in a relationship. When you cannot forgive, you cannot continue in a relationship. Amen. People will offend you all the time, but you have if you want to experience the blessing. In the relationship, if you want to experience the blessing in the place, you must have a spirit of forgiveness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, in the book of John, chapter 5, there was a man who was sitting by the pool of Bethsaida. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the man has sat by the pool for 38 years. 38 years. Sitting by the pool. And he was looking for healing. But there were so many things that could have caused the man to be offended and leave. He says that when the angel of the Lord comes to stir the pool, when the angel of the Lord comes to stir the pool, he said, look at all these people. Nobody here is willing to help me. I had this issue and nobody called me. The whole church, not even the pastor, he didn't call me. But the man was still sitting. Amen. He says i had this need and no one could help me but the man was still sitting there i needed someone to just help me to get in the pool he said but there was no one to help me but he was sitting there 38 years 38 years and he says and even when i make my own effort When I cry and I'm making my own effort to get in, someone just shoves me aside. They push me aside and I can't get in. And this has been happening to me for these 38 years, but I am still here. And when he overlooked all these offenses, things that could have driven him out from the gathering, things that could have separated him from the gathering, when he remained, the Lord walked into his problem. The Lord will walk into his problem. (laughs) Hallelujah. You come to the house of God to seek the face of God. It is God who gives the healing. It is God who meets your needs. It is the same Lord who will meet you. Let not any man, don't depend on any man that no one helped me. When I was in need, no one helped me and I'm offended, so I'm leaving. When I was in need, nobody called me and I'm offended, so I'm leaving. If you are able to overlook these offenses and forgive and remain, the Lord will walk into your problem. I see the Lord walking into your issue. I see the Lord bringing you solution. I see the Lord walking by your faithfulness. As you sit through all the offenses day by day. And you keep sitting and sitting. I see the Lord walking into your issue and resolving it. Men may rise up to offend you. Men may rise up to accuse you. Men may rise up to abuse you. But if you can overlook them and remain and sit for the God who you came to seek. I see him walking into your issue. I see him walking into your problem. Our time is up. Put your hands together. Stand to your feet. If only you can forgive. If only you can forgive. Offense. The enemy's weapon to drive you out of any relationship. His weapon to drive you out. But may you rise up above every offense. Whatever the enemy will bring your way. Allow the spirit of the Lord. To lift up a standard against every offense. That the enemy will bring your way. Help us Jesus. Help us Jesus. For you say many shall be offended. Many shall be offended. Father we cannot avoid offense. Must not be that offense shall come, but Father, may it not be that it shall overtake us, that it shall overcome us. Let us rise up above every offense. May we rise up above every offense, may we rise up against every offense, against the forces of darkness offense, that is to remove us from the church of God, to take us from the church of God, Lord help us to rise up, to overcome rise up, to overcome to overcome the offense to overcome every offense yes, there are many that have offended us, but Lord one by one we are overcoming we are overcoming Overcome the spirit of offense. We overcome the spirit of independence. We rise up against the spirit of disloyalty. The path of disloyalty we refuse
0: to walk in. In the name of Jesus.
1: will to forgive those who have offended us. Father, you said for by this condition shall our Father in heaven also forgive us. Father, give us that spirit of forgiveness. Father, may we have the strength and the ability to rise up above every offense that will come our way. May the enemy not remove us from the place where you have planted us. In the name of Jesus. May the enemy not remove us from the place where our blessings are. But Lord, help us to rise up above every offense. To overcome every offense. In the name of Jesus. We thank you Lord. We give you praise and honor. In Jesus
0: name.
1: If you are here this afternoon, you are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. You are here, you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. The forgiving Lord is here to receive you, to forgive you of your sins. If that is your prayer, you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. If that is your prayer, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone like that? You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Anyone here like that? With all eyes closed and every head bowed, lift up your hands and I'll pray with you. You say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful and grateful for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, for giving us that grace of salvation the grace to walk with you the grace to receive salvation we are grateful and we cherish this grace great we thank you lord in jesus name amen Amen. why don't you clap for jesus as you take your seats